everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming solar eclipse on October 25th, 2022, around 5 a.m. Central Time. And before we get started, I always like to remind everybody that I use the sidereal Vedic system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. I know that a lot more people are becoming aware of what Vedic sidereal astrology is, which I think is amazing. But I know that there are still some folks out there who are maybe new to Vedic astrology or a little confused about how it's different. If that is you, if you would like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.tv yoga, click on media and then astrology now. And I have a podcast embedded there that shares a few of the differences between Western and Vedic astrology. Ah, so settling into eclipse season, (laughs) I would love to hear what's going on for everyone in their personal lives. Um, Typically, as we approach eclipse season, things kind of start boiling, things kind of start coming to the surface, and a theme usually becomes apparent or evident. And I always like to remind people with the eclipses, again, this eclipse is October 25th, but we can usually feel the eclipse maybe a week, a week and a half before the event actually takes place. And the interesting thing about about eclipses is that they're very important for global events. And they're also really important for predicting certain events in our own lives as well. But kind of coming back to this global events part, we use the degrees of the eclipse to watch as other planets transit over those degree points so that we can predict certain events. And we also use the eclipse and their degree points for an entire three to six months. So we'll find that what's happening now, what's culminating and kind of coming to the surface, it's going to be a theme for the next several months. And it's, again, it's the same thing in our personal lives as well. So it's really important to be mindful and observant about what's coming up in our lives, what it's meant to teach us and the direction that the universe is kind of urging us to move towards. The eclipses are eclipses because they involve the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu, right? Without the karmic uh, indicators of Rahu and Ketu, this solar eclipse would simply be a new moon. But because Ketu is involved, it becomes an eclipse. And so I'm saying this because karma is involved here, right? Karmic matters are happening globally to come up so that we can see patterns, we can see things that need to be adjusted. And again, karmic events can occur that kind of pivot the direction of where we're going as a collective. But this happens in our own life too. An event can occur, we could meet a certain person, we can get a certain opportunity, we may even have some sort of loss. And these events can kind of shift us and direct us in in a different path, towards a different path. And again, most importantly, we're all here on earth 
to learn, to grow, to evolve. So everything that's happening is teaching us some sort of karmic lesson, something that's going to help our soul's development, to help our soul's maturity. And so when we have that understanding, it changes the way that we approach these periods of time. Hopefully, we can be more willing, we can be more surrendered, we can be more open, um, be more aware of these things so that, again, we can use them to the best of our benefit. And so today, we will spend some time talking about the eclipse, what an eclipse means. Globally, the last time we had eclipses in the sign of Libra and Aries, we'll talk about on a personal level what can be coming up. This is very significant, in my opinion, these next two months of October and November. And then I'm going to briefly go through the 12 zodiac signs and what this can represent for them. I do want you all to keep in mind that I'll go much more in depth on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I do weekly horoscopes there and I spend a pretty good amount of time uh, each week going in depth on what each of the 12 zodiac signs can expect for certain transits. So we'll talk about the eclipses there too. But on this podcast today, we'll briefly go over uh, what to anticipate and what to expect from this eclipse. So we will definitely go over that today. Again, I'm just, I spend a little bit more time on Patreon. So let's really dive into this. And the other thing, <laughs> before we move on too far, the other thing about eclipses is that it brings things to light. As we build to the actual eclipse on the 25th, things can actually feel kind of fragmented. And we're going to go into that a little bit more. Um, things can feel a little bit more confusing. But around the eclipse, the week before, the few weeks after, things start coming to light that can be surprising or shocking. It's already been happening. I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about. There's been um, things coming up in the news. Some of us were surprised. Some of us weren't surprised. It um, It's going to become a thing. So definitely be paying attention to things in the news that are kind of coming up as, as surprises. So let's go ahead and get into this eclipse. So this is going to be a solar eclipse. And what does that mean? You know, the solar eclipse, the sun is being eclipsed. And the sun represents leadership, it represents the government, it represents authority, it represents the soul. On a personal level, this could be a time of feeling a little confused and being a little bit less certain of our decisions and maybe even our life path, our dharma, our purpose. Things may feel a little bit scattered. We might feel a little bit more disconnected. It could also be that some of us fall sick at this time because the sun has so much to do with our vitality and our wellness. So we are a little bit more prone to getting sick, getting headaches, you know, kind of getting some chills or whatever immunity may be a little bit low but going back to this idea of being kind of confused and unsure it's never a great idea to make big decisions around the eclipse it's not the time to have a big breakup it's not the time to get in a relationship I say this every time y'all <laughs> don't do it don't get into a relationship if you meet someone really special that's amazing just hold off before solidifying anything um our judgment 
right now isn't going to be the best. So definitely wait a few weeks um, after the eclipse season is over to really make any of these big decisions. On a global level, this impacts, you know, it impacts us in a significant way globally because the sun has to do with authority and leadership. And this eclipse is happening in the sign of Libra. And Libra is all about diplomacy, fairness, righteousness. It has to do with what's balanced. Libra is all about the other, right? And this eclipse specifically is taking place in the nakshatra of Swati. Swati is a cardinal sign, which means, well, Libra is a cardinal sign, which means there's a lot of shift. There's a lot of change. Swati itself has to do with freedom and independence and, um, education, knowledge. But the really cool thing to remember about Swati is that it's very rebellious and it has a lot of intelligence to it. But again, it tends to be this very independent nakshatra. It's the little solo blade of grass flowing in the wind. So it can be very flexible. It can be very malleable, but it can also have this very strong independent aspect to it. As the sun is eclipsed in this nakshatra, I do believe that we should watch out for leaders. We should be mindful of global affairs and global relations. Libra is all about relationship and connection. Okay. I went back the last time that we had eclipse season in this nakshatra, or excuse me, in the sign in Libra and Aries. This was when Fidel Castro announced the ban of transactions with the US dollar. We did research on this the last time that K2 was in Swati, right? So I know I've brought this up before, but this was around the eclipse season is that Fidel Castro, he, you know, he was trying to create this distance with the United States so we could see alliances changing, agreements changing. We could see some sort of division with leaders around the world, um, disagreements occurring. And Osama bin Laden, this was when he released the tape admitting to responsibility for 9-11. I know there's a lot of controversy around that. I'm not trying to rub anyone the wrong way. What I'm trying to use this as an example as is that these big things can come to light. As I was mentioning earlier, big things can come to light that might be surprising or might shift global affairs, as I mentioned at the very beginning, could pivot us in a certain direction. So we certainly want to be watching out for that. And I also think that we need to be mindful for the health of leaders. I was mentioning that sun has so much to do with vitality and wellness with the sun being eclipsed in the sign of Libra. We certainly want to have an eye out for the health and wellness of world leaders, okay? In this eclipse, Venus is going to be involved. Venus is also in the sign of Libra right now. So again, because Libra is this sign that has so much to do with justice and it has so much to do with balance, freedom, relationships, now Venus is here as well. This can certainly impact diplomacy because Venus has to do with diplomacy. It can certainly impact the um, economy because Venus has so much to do with wealth and finances. Venus is also the karma control planet at this point in time. Remember, Venus has so much to do with what's happening globally. Venus and Mars right now are our two points to really focus on. And so with Venus being involved and it's combust by the sun, 
this can certainly um, create some tension. You know, I don't want to lie about that. This can certainly create some tension and controversy and, and challenges when it comes to diplomacy and coming together. I also want to say it can certainly impact women as well. And I've been talking about this since the very beginning. You know, before Rahu and Ketu entered, or maybe it was like as they entered um, Aries and Libra, I was saying, I was like, there's going to be a lot with women coming up in these 18 months. And we've seen that time and time again with Roe v. Wade, now with this movement in Iran taking place, matters with women. And again, in, in 2004, I went back, very interesting Margaret Hassan, who was an international aid worker, was kidnapped in Iraq. And now we have this rock climber who decided not to wear a hijab while rock climbing in a competition, and she went missing. It's very odd. These patterns, I mean, it's not odd when you study astrology, but it is very interesting. We do want to be watching out for women at this point in time, and we do want to be mindful. And I do believe that there is going to be more publication or publicity, I should say, in regards to... um, these movements and these occurrences. One other thing, just on a global scale, the last time that we had eclipse season here, there was a massive earthquake. So we want to be mindful of earthquakes and we want to be mindful of natural disasters that involve kind of like the quick, sudden um, shifts that we talk about, like an earthquake, it could be a landslide, anything involving wind or electricity, we also want to be mindful of. So This is really what we need to watch out for on a global scale. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to share. We talked about Swati. Swati is a blade of grass blowing in the wind. Swati is associated, of course, to Saraswati. That's all about knowledge and learning and music. So there could be something coming up around these things as well. I think it's really important to remember the cardinal signs. When we have many planets in the cardinal signs, quick change happens. And we currently have many planets in the cardinal signs, important planets. Rahu and Ketu are in cardinal signs. Saturn is in a cardinal sign. There's a lot karmically that's happening very quickly globally. And again, I would imagine in our personal lives, if you have any planets in Swati, this is a big eclipse for you. You want to pay attention to the planet that's involved. You want to be paying attention to the house that it's involved in, okay? So let's go ahead and get into the personal things. How can this impact us on a personal level? Kind of going back for a moment, the solar eclipse can certainly get us confused. It can kind of like scatter us for the time being. It's important not to make those big decisions as we talked about. Our karmic calling may be shifting and changing. If you have planets in Libra, if you have planets in Aries, or even Cancer or Capricorn, this is such a massive time, you know, and and we may be asked to kind of pivot or change. We might, again, we might be kind of struggling to figure out the direction that we're wanting to go in. Be open and receptive to messages from the universe, because I do believe that things will be coming through. We talked a bit about the sun and what it can represent in terms of our own inner authority. It may be kind of weakened during this time period. It is an opportunity to be humble. And that's the beautiful thing. So Libra is all about the other. And it's all about doing what's fair. 
And with the sun, the sun is debilitated in Libra because the sun wants to be about the self, right? It wants to be the leader. It wants to stand out. It wants to take charge. And when it comes into Libra, it's like, oh, you know, like there's this, there's this beautiful humility that comes to it. Whenever I meet people with sun in Libra, there's just this, this beautiful sweetness and gentleness and humility that can be there. Usually a, a lot of rebellion too, <laughs> and independent thinking and really interesting, cool, knowledgeable people. But when it comes to their interpersonal relationships, they tend to be very easygoing and they want to hear about other people. And I, I love Libra. I love, I love the sign of Libra. I think I say that like every time Libra is brought up. When the sun is in Libra, it's technically debilitated because the sun isn't feeling empowered to be itself and to stand out and to take charge because it's too interested in kind of sharing. And so for us on a personal level, because the sun is here, because Venus is here as well, Venus has so much to do with our interpersonal relationships, has so much to do with love and intimacy, so much to do with our own diplomacy in our personal lives. This is this really beautiful time to kind of rest in humility and allow others to be our teachers. And this doesn't mean that we have to bow down, right? There could be people who we really need to create some firm boundaries with, but they can still be an amazing teacher for us to learn more about ourselves and what we need to work on. We could even be inspired by them in some way, by ways that they live their life or things that they focused on. So this is a really amazing time again to be open and receptive to learning from others. It is an amazing time to learn about nonviolent communication. We're trying to promote diplomacy. We're trying to promote harmony as much as we can. It may not be happening in the world around us, but we have the ability to create the world that we want. So learning more about nonviolent communication, learning more about attachment styles, love languages, taking some time to read more on connection or again interpersonal relationship taking some sort of relationship training anything that helps increase harmony and connection this is an amazing opportunity right because we could look at it as a time of like losing authority or we can choose to look at it as a time of kind of surrendering our ego for a second and paying attention to the events that are happening in our lives, the people who are coming in our lives, the challenges that we're facing, these are all arrows pointing to what we're meant to be paying attention to and what we're meant to be learning in our own lives. So really beautiful opportunity in my opinion. The other thing that I want to note is that this is a K2 eclipse. K2 is the past. It can bring up issues from the past conflict from the past, <laughs> patterns that we've carried with us from the past, past life connections. K2 can bring all of these things. And I also want to say that K2 is moksha karka. Moksha is liberation from the material world. It's, it's being enlightened. All of the planets are trying to attach us to the material world except for K2. K2 is the only planet that's actively trying to pull us out of the material world. The sun <laughs> has this attachment to the material world somewhat. I would say the sun is a very close spiritually but still trying to attach. Venus is definitely trying to attach us to the material world. Libra is all about the other, right? It has this connection to relationships and earthly pleasures. With Moksha Karka here, with K2 here, it offers us the opportunity to see the bigger picture, 
to find the spirituality in these things, to notice our projection. You know, I think sometimes when I talk about K2 and Venus, talking about these past life connections or exes coming back, we all get kind of excited. I know I get excited and we'll talk more about this. There's, you know, there's definitely reason to be excited, but what happens is that we start projecting. We start designing kind of like a fantasy. And I've been reading about limerence a lot lately. Limerence is this concept, and I learned it from the therapist I work with who's from the Gottman Institute. She and I have been talking a lot about limerence. Limerence is like this fantasy. When we first meet someone, we kind of start constructing this idea of who they are and everything that they do is perfect and we love them and we don't see their flaws and, you know, and then as we get to know them, the reality kind of sinks in a little bit. Some of us could be in a limerent state forever, but it's not necessarily good to be that way because we're kind of holding someone under this idea of what we think that they are, what we think they should be instead of really seeing them for who they are. And so anyway, when we talk about K2 and Venus, I think that we get this, you know, soulmates and twin flames and whatever, these other things, star-crossed lovers. And there's a place for that. I'm not trying to like squash people's happiness with these things. But what happens when we think of a twin flame or we think of a soulmate or we think it creates an idea and a narrative immediately. It creates a projection of what someone is, of who they are, of what they're meant to be in our life. It, it disables us from being able to see them clearly, right? And that's not fair. That's not just, that's not balance. That's not Libra. We're seeing them in a light that we've constructed, in a narrative that we've constructed, it's not necessarily reality. And a lot can happen there. You know, some good things can happen there, but some negative things can happen there. We can excuse bad behavior. We can choose to see people as being more gentle. We can see red flags as just being a challenge that we're meant to overcome. It can be really unhealthy, you know? And I think that the biggest thing here is what is fair. The, the most fair and balanced and kind thing we can do for someone else is try to see them as clearly and as realistically as we can. Try to see them for who they truly are. And with Moksha Karka, with K2, it's trying to take us out of this material realm. It doesn't have this attachment to these things. So I really do think that with this eclipse, <laughs> we could be prone. I think we're all going to be more prone to being a little disillusioned with love naturally. But if we really pay attention and if we really harness that energy of K2, we may be able to see things for how they really are. And that can act as a big blessing to ourselves and the people in our lives. So please do have that in the back of your mind as you listen to the rest of this podcast. So with K2, this also offers us the opportunity to heal the past, heal past wounds, let go of things that are, you know, acting as a burden on our present or on our future, especially in regards to our self-esteem, our own authority in regards to love, okay? With Venus being here, this definitely brings up significant energy in regards to love and romance. K2 and Libra, it can certainly break people up. There can be big breakups. There can be separations. So if you're in a relationship and you really care about it, now's a good time to, again, kind of learn more about relationship, learn more about love languages, all of that stuff. Harness this in a positive way. 
because there can be some bumpiness here in the next few weeks and I want you to keep an eye on that. It can bring up relationship issues from the past. So some of this bumpiness, if anything does come up, if arguments occur, if disagreements occur, take a step back. What is it trying to teach us? What can we learn from this? This can also um, bring back people from the past. It can bring back exes. It can bring back people um, from the past to heal things. And it can bring up past life connections. Absolutely. This is what K2 does. So there can be people coming from the past to either teach us something, maybe offer us something, help us learn something. It could be an intimate connection. It could be a business partner. It could be a friend. These people can certainly be coming through around this time. So definitely have your eyes open for this. And also remember that element of K2, right? Everything that we experience in this realm is ours to experience, but none of it is ours to hold on to or to claim or to own. Something that I've told myself recently, because I'm not immune to these transits, they affect me too. <laughs> and I actually have a fun story before we get into the personal horoscopes, or I think it's fun. But something that I had to remember recently, my teacher, who I usually refer to as Rishi, he's now a Swami. So Swamiji, something that he told me while he was here is, and I, I've said this on the podcast before, is you're only upset if you think something is wrong. That's the only thing that can make us upset in this life is if we believe something is wrong. But if we accept everything as it is, it's exactly as, it meant, as it's meant to be, we can kind of relax into that. And it's easier said than done. And sometimes with life events, I know it's super challenging to view it this way. So I don't, you know, it's not a end-all be-all. It's not something that can fix everything that we're experiencing. But just trying to keep that in mind as we move through eclipse season because extreme things can happen. Rahu and K2 are extremes. So it could be, you know, good things. It could be some challenging things, but just try to, if it's possible, try to kind of approach with this mindset that we are only going to get upset if we think that something is wrong. And so the story is that I heard from this person from years ago. I, I dated this man briefly. Oh my gosh. I had to have been 20. Oh my gosh. Years ago. I'm, I'm definitely getting up there when it comes to age. <laughs> but anyway, some of you are probably rolling your eyes. I'm so sorry. But anyway, time is an illusion. Okay. I was dating this guy briefly and he had introduced me to his friend and his friend asked me to hang out one day and I thought that we were just hanging out. I was like super naive. Thought we were just hanging out. We like got food, never hung out with him again. I get a message from the man that I was dating and he said, like, I, you know, didn't tell you, but me and, you know, my friend, we stopped talking after I introduced y'all and I tried to laugh it off and forgive him, but then he stopped talking. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that there was controversy. I had no idea that I had caused any harm. I'm so sorry. That wasn't my intention. Nothing happened. It was, it was so K2 Venus. It can bring up these things from the past to heal. And so he and I had a really great conversation and I shared, you know, my recollection and how nothing happened and there was no reason to be upset. And he's like, okay, well, then I guess that maybe, you know, there was something else there that had nothing to do with you because apparently with their communication, they like hadn't been super clear or transparent. It was super odd. But I had been involved in this conflict that I was completely unaware was happening. And, uh, 
fortunately he reached out and it gave us the opportunity to connect and to kind of mend things and that's the beautiful thing right we're here because we have karma that we're trying to rid ourselves of we're trying to alleviate ourselves of karma so if things are coming up from the past it's so important to handle things delicately and with compassion and with love so that we can try to mend and heal and connect kind of Uh, relieving ourselves of these karmic matters. This is what K2 gives us the opportunity to do. K2 gives us the opportunity to heal things from the past, to relieve ourselves of the burden of karma, to kind of create that good energy and connection with people. Doesn't mean that we need to be in each other's lives. Doesn't need, doesn't mean that we need to like have no boundaries or completely Um, do something that makes us uncomfortable it's possible and I know you'll know this it's possible to hold space in our hearts with compassion for people who we don't necessarily like who have hurt us who have harmed us all of us are at different stages of our healing journey but you know as we move throughout time as we as we heal and as we mend and we establish more trust with ourselves and we feel more safe in our own lives with ourselves doesn't mean that we necessarily need to communicate or contact someone, but we can work on releasing the burden of our heart, releasing those kind of karmic connections with people. So I wanted to share that story. It's kind of like vague, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting because it was the day that Venus entered Libra. It was so fascinating to me. So the final things that I want to say about this is please keep in mind um, as we enter the personal horoscopes, these are the areas of life that can be impacted for the next three to six months. The themes that we're seeing globally, um, it's very important to pay attention to what's happening globally. Again, this is going to kind of set the tone for the next several months. And this is a time where leadership and we're, go- we're going to see this juncture. And I know that I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this since the very beginning with Rahu being in Aries and K2 being in Libra. There is a shift happening. And I think it's going to continue to grow where we see people demanding power. We see people joining forces, coming together, stating what they want and what they need and what they envision the world to be, what they hope the world can grow into or develop into. I think that we will see individuals become less satisfied with leadership. Swati has so much to do with rebellion. It has so much to do with independence. Independent thinking, independent thought kind of coming together. Saturn is preparing to move into Aquarius in January. So again, I think that we're going to start kind of seeing this juncture point. I think it's something to really pay attention to around the eclipse. And um Pay attention to these women's related issues as well. And finally, again, just a reminder, pay attention to the leaders of the world because I think that things are going to be shifting and changing. We need to be um, kind of on the lookout. So let's go ahead and get into the personal horoscopes. Again, we're going to go over these very briefly. It's a theme to pay attention to for the next three to six months. Let's go ahead and get into it. If you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, this is such a powerful time. You know, 
remember that these eclipses, they only happen in these signs once every several years. This is your 18 months to focus on yourself, your personal identity, and relationship and connection. This eclipse is taking place in your seventh house. This is the time to clear relationship patterns from the past, to allow water to move beneath the bridge. You know, if you're in a relationship and there's some stuff building up that you need to talk about and process, it's also a time where you know, people may come back from the past for you to clear things out with, or maybe even someone to connect with. Remember, now is not the time to jump into a relationship or to commit to anything right away, but it's completely possible that someone very interesting may be coming in. It could be a romantic partner or even a business partner. Again, it could be someone coming in, but it could also be these relationship patterns from the past emerging for you to clear out and heal and really um, create cohesion for relationships moving forward because the more work that we do on ourselves, the more healing that we do, the better our relationships are. So this is the opportunity being offered to Aries. If you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant, this eclipse is taking place between the 6th and the 12th house. Specifically, it's taking place in your 6th house. And remember that Rahu and K2 are only in these signs once, you know, every once in a while. The last time was in 2004. And so this is the time to really clear out karma around health and wellness, how you view and how you feel in your physical body. So there could be things coming Coming up with health, there could be things coming up with your daily routine, things that you want to implement, things that you want to change. This is also a house that has so much to do with your day-to-day -day life, how you construct and organize your day. This is the time to really get things in alignment so that you can create the life that you want because our life is a manifestation of our habits. This can certainly impact your work as well. Perhaps there's something that's changing and shifting. You might feel a little unclear about work. Things are going to be coming to light for sure. I also want you to be mindful of coworkers and your pets at this time. The final thing that I'll say for Taurus, referring back to the health and wellness, this could be a time of clearing out old narratives or beliefs about your body and body image. This is an amazing opportunity for integration and really feeling accepting and loving for the skin that you were born in. And it's a time of reclamation as well when it comes to your health and wellness in mind, body, and spirit, not allowing anyone else to take that power away from you. If there's ever been anything in your life that's done that, this could be an amazing opportunity to heal and reclaim. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your fifth house, keeping in mind that the eclipses are you know, the last time was 2004, so it only happens every so often. The fifth house is all about creativity, expression, children, also love and romance, and even learning and education. This is a time where you may have a grand new creative idea or your hopes and wishes for the future may be pivoting and changing. I also want to say when it comes to love and romance, this could be a very powerful time. There could be someone from the past coming in. There could also be someone from a past life or the opportunity to clear out patterns that involve love, romance, connection, maybe even your friendships as well. So Gemini has a lot on the horizon. This is a very creative 
creative and expressive time definitely an opportunity for fun the final thing i'll say is when it comes to investments now is the time to be very very mindful about how you're spending money and where you're investing oh the final thing for gemini children this is a time to keep an eye on your children if you have them there can definitely be something coming up for your kiddos where they need more support if you don't have children and you're not trying to have children be very careful in this period of time if you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your fourth house. And I want to say that this could also impact the 10th house because these planets are aspecting the 10th house. So for Cancerian natives, this eclipse can influence real estate, land, property, vehicles, the relationship with your mother, your inner happiness, but it can also influence your work, your authority, maybe even your relationship to the government in some regard. But I definitely see this being a very powerful time for Cancerian people. There could definitely be a massive shift with home, with property. You may decide to redecorate or reorganize. You may choose to get a new car. There could be something that happens with the house that needs to be taken care of. For me, you guys know I'm trying to do van life. I'm in the process of maybe buying a van, stuff like that. Pretty crazy. Um, but the big thing for Cancer is that they like consistency and stability and things are shifting and changing for them. This eclipse is taking place in the fourth house of the inner landscape of your heart space. This is a time to really focus on cultivating fortitude within, finding stillness within. When we find stillness within and we cultivate that inner sense of strength, it shows in our actions, in our words, in our thoughts, and then we create that world right? If we are still and centered, we will reflect that through our words, thoughts, and actions. When we reflect that, we actually end up creating a still, peaceful, solid world around us. So now is the time to really focus on creating that security and stability within despite all of the external change. Also, again, be open to opportunities when it comes to work. If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your third house. And I'm smiling as I record this because I have a very special Leo friend in my life. They just received this amazing publishing deal that I keep talking about. So their book is going to get published. The third house is the house of publication. So maybe other Leos out there are experiencing something similar. But if you're not, with this eclipse taking place in the third, this is definitely an opportunity. You know, Leo, it's interesting because the sun rules your first house, right? And it's debilitated. So there might be kind of a weakened sense of self or a weakened sense of authority in some regards, but this is a ridiculously powerful time for inner transformation and growth. If you're on the spiritual path, this is an amazing time for breakthroughs and metamorphosis. You may be even getting symbols from the universe or signs coming through. There could be some interesting dreams happening as well. This is such a powerful time for spiritualization for Leo. This eclipse is offering an opportunity to step into your courage, your willpower, your strength. This is what the third house is all about. It's an opportunity to really speak your mind and come home to yourself. There could be, you know, events occurring that may challenge that and may, um, reveal patterns of people pleasing or just kind of abiding by what others are doing this is the time to really stay true to yourself and stand for what you represent this is also an amazing opportunity for any type of publication if you've been wanting to share something on the media um, if you've been wanting to make a website or um, you know do some type of blog or planet this is an amazing time for all of that 
creativity, a lot of creativity coming through your work as well and opportunities through your work. I do want to say if you have younger siblings, there could be something that comes up with younger siblings as well or something that comes up with your father. Definitely be mindful in that regard. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your second house. This is all about your family life, your connection to others that also has to do with finances, your um, money mindset, and also, of course, your speech. So this is a very powerful time for our Virgonian friends to focus on wealth and finances, how you perceive wealth and finances as well. And this can certainly bring up matters involving your family or your lineage in some way. I want to say for Virgo, this is an amazing time to focus on your speech and how transformative and powerful your speech can be. I do want to say for Virgos, please be extra mindful with your voice. You could say something, um, you know, that, that has a negative impact accidentally, maybe even on purpose. Um, and I also want to say that this could be a time to recognize patterns of speech, things that you say that aren't necessarily in alignment with who you are now, maybe self-deprecating words or phrases that you use that may have an impact on the reality that you're in. Finally, be mindful of sudden unexpected expenses. If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your first house. This is such a powerful place for an eclipse to be. And something that I'm saying for the cardinal signs, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, Aries, this is the time of immense change. Libra, this is a profound moment to connect with yourself. Your identity is changing. How you view yourself is changing. What is important? Your hopes and your wishes, it's all shifting and transforming. This is the time not to allow anyone to impact you, not to you know, do something just because you think it's what's right or what's accepted in society or what others expect from you. This is the time to tune in to yourself. I do want to say though, this period might feel a little confusing. Things might feel a little bit rocky. Things will become so much more clear when the eclipse energy kind of drifts. But keep in mind, this can also have a profound effect on relationship. This cycle with K2 being in the first, Rahu being in the seventh, this entire 18 months until November of 2023, it's all about you learning about you in regards to intimacy and connection and partnership of all kinds. This is going to be coming to the surface. But remember, it's so important to stay connected to you, your dharma, your path. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your 12th house. Keeping in mind, it could also impact sixth house matters as well because it's aspecting the sixth house. So things around health and wellness, your day-to-day -day routine, but the 12th house is literally things from the past, the subconscious mind, things that we've locked away or forgotten about. It's also the house of moksha, liberation, and of course, foreign places. This eclipse could definitely bring about the desire to travel, explore, or explore your inner world, explore your subconscious mind. This is a profound time for Scorpio when it comes to patterns that are influencing you. This is the time to really heal and break free of those things. There could be issues around work your authority it could also really involve relationship there could be something with relationships coming back from the past or patterns from the past it could also be that you're attracted to someone in a foreign land there could be these themes coming up for you this is a powerful time for Scorpio to meditate to go deep into meditation it's an amazing time for therapy coaching 
or um, any metaphysical work, anything that kind of helped you work through those patterns could certainly be coming up. The final thing I want to say for Scorpio, meditate for sure around the eclipse. You'll have powerful experiences. Your dreams may come with messages that you should be paying attention to. I want you to be really mindful of hidden enemies around this time. Be mindful of passwords, be mindful of locking your doors, be mindful of spam calls. We want to be on the lookout for that for Scorpio. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in the 11th house. This is a time where your hopes and your wishes for the future may be shifting and changing. This is also the house of great gains. There could be a new opportunity when it comes to wealth and finances. You know, it could also, depending on your chart, it could be a time where you're assessing these things and kind of trying to get things in order when it comes to money. This is kind of a big thing for Sagittarius right now. But again, your future is expanding. What you want for the future is shifting and changing. There could certainly be something that comes up with love and romance for Sagittarius as well. And of course, with friendships. You are really learning who your friends are, and this may offer an opportunity to heal things from the past involving your social circle, or even heal things from the past involving what you want in the future. You know, things could be, again, shifting or changing when it comes to your dreams, and you may need to change your behaviors or habits in order to attain what it is that you want now. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, I feel like I get giddy for all of the cardinal signs because so much is shifting and changing for you right now. For Capricorn, this eclipse is taking place in your 10th house. Keeping in mind the 10th house directly aspects the 4th, so it can also involve 4th house matters, land, real estate, property, vehicles, the mother, inner home life. It could, or excuse me, inner um, heart space, inner happiness. It can affect all of that. But for Capricorn, the eclipse is directly taking place in your 10th house of your career. Things with your job, your work, what's in alignment for you with your own authority. All of this is going to be coming up for Capricorn. There could be a shift. There could be some sort of opportunity. I definitely want Capricorn to be mindful of butting heads with authority figures because your authority figures could be going through some sort of metamorphosis or transition themselves. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your ninth house, keeping in mind it directly aspects the third. So there could be some things around your courage, willpower, um, publicity in some way, public speaking. It could also have to do with siblings, but the eclipse is directly taking place in your ninth house. So first of all, definitely be mindful of matters involving the father and the guru or the teacher. There could be some, you know, there could be some things happening here. There could even be some issues here. It's definitely a time to be extra careful. Um, and with relationships and intimacy, there could be things coming up maybe with your partner. They're having a hard time if you're in a relationship. Um, if you're not in a relationship, there could certainly be something with love and romance that comes up here. Your beliefs could be changing. Your dharma could be changing. The ninth house is the house of dharma and your belief systems and your personal philosophy. The way that you perceive and view the world could be shifting and changing. Teachers could be changing, you know, who you're learning from. It could be an opportunity to learn something new. Um, it could definitely be an opportunity where you're thinking about traveling as well. But what I really am thinking about for Aquarius is that your mission you know, it may be evolving and shifting. Now is not the time to cling to the past. K2, it may bring things up from the past for you to heal patterns from the past, things that may inhibit you from keeping you 
uh, from moving forward into the future. So really allow yourself to look at that. Look at how you might be holding yourself back, how you might be limiting yourself. Now is the time to really be expansive when it comes to your dharma and being really honest with yourself about what you believe your mission to be. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, this eclipse is taking place in your eighth house. Keeping in mind the eighth house directly aspects the second so there could be some things around finances or wealth or money mindset or speech that come to the surface maybe even your family life but primarily for Pisces this is a time of immense development and change the eighth house is all about shedding layers and shedding skins you're kind of moving through the depths of the eighth house with this eclipse and the eclipses only happen here every so often so really try to get the full benefit from this the eighth house is the house of transformation and change development development, um, really the inner workings of our psychology. It also has to do, of course, with, you know, it does have a lot to do with wealth and money. So definitely this is a time to pay attention to wealth and finances. There could be some sort of opportunity coming in when it comes to money. Definitely want to be mindful of expenses as well. And it's a time to do any self-development or, um, personal growth methods that help you move through the murkiness that kind of help you release and shed issues from the past so that you can really step in to who you are now you know this is a time of deep personal development and metamorphosis and also you know trusting yourself to take the risks to take the leaps of faith that you have been wanting to take that you've been wanting to trust yourself enough to take so this is a very transformative and and deep time for pisces again some of these really deep things from the inner recesses of the mind may kind of appear it's definitely an opportunity to approach them and move through them they may again involve you at a very deep personal matter but it could certainly involve intimacy and relationships as well so this is what i have for the 12 signs again we'll go a little bit deeper on the patreon page i went kind of deep a little bit more deep on these than i was anticipating but this is eclipse season you know this is our portal of change and transformation if we choose to move through it everything that we experience my teacher he said something recently i'm going to read it to you guys sorry i paused the recording to find it he says nothing is ever a coincidence but some things will always be beyond the understanding of the mind nothing is ever a coincidence but some things will always be beyond the understanding of the mind so everything that's happening now, everything that we experience, everything we come into contact with collectively and on an individual level, it's not a coincidence. It's something happening for some sort of timing or purpose or alignment. So definitely try to remain open to that. I'm so interested to hear how this is going for everyone. Um, if you enjoy these podcasts, please take time to leave a review wherever you listen. I know that Apple Podcasts has reviews. I don't know about the other um the other streaming services but taking time to leave a review definitely helps me it helps astrology now and my small business if you would like to sign up for patreon it's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast my website of course is inner knowing yoga and you can follow me on instagram astrology now underscore podcast where i 
do keep everyone up to date astrologically and post regularly to remind everyone of the shifts that are occurring. So again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all next week to check in about these eclipses.